You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. keep these first two then the last five well you keep the love the, the lord your god and then love your neighbor as yourself then you're not going to kill them thou shalt not kill thou shalt not steal you're not going to steal from them thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor you're not going to lie you're not going to covet your neighbor's house or wife or, or mercedes or clothes or anything like that if you keep these because this is the royal law that's my challenge that's your challenge The Ten Commandments are a simple yet profound representation of God's holy, righteous, and loving nature. While every one of us falls short of even keeping the first one, living them out to the best of our ability with the strength of the Holy Spirit helps us better reflect God's character. In today's message, Pastor Danny reflects on the self-fulfilling nature of the law. In his study, you'll learn that by loving God, loving others comes naturally. And by loving others, all other commandments fall into place. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of James, chapter 2, with today's edition of The Living Word. You know that if you study the life of Jesus and his disciples, there are people that his disciples would shun, that he would rebuke his disciples and he would accept. One of the first disciples he called, remember, Matthew, Levi, sitting in his tax collector's booth. You want to know a person that was shunned in that culture, in that society, it would be Matthew, a Jewish tax collector. He's taxing for the Romans. He's a collector for the Romans. He's a, he betrayed his own people. And Jesus comes by and says, come follow me. Matthew was so moved, so moved. You know what he did? He threw a party for Jesus at his house, invited all his friends. And all his friends, you know who they are? They're people that none of the religious people would hang out with. And Jesus and his disciples get criticized for being in Matthew's house with all of his pals. He treats Zacchaeus, I I will forever now, until I get to heaven. And and I think when I get to heaven, of course, I'll know the truth, but I I think Zacchaeus looks like Danny DeVito. I really do. He's a short guy. He's up a tree. Jesus trees him. And he says, uh, Zacchaeus, I got to go to your house today. Zacchaeus couldn't believe it. He's another guy that if you're religious, you know, in that culture, you're not going to hang out with the chief tax collector like Zacchaeus, but Jesus goes to his house. And because of Jesus' openness towards Zacchaeus, he gets saved. He gets saved. He says, Jesus, today, right now, today, if I've cheated anybody, and he cheated a lot of people, I'll pay back four times what I stole from them. And right here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor. And Jesus says, salvation has come to this house. Lepers. Lep- I've been to India twice. It's, it's a tough place to minister. Exciting, but it's tough. We're getting ready to leave uh, one church meeting, and we get on this bus, and as we're about to leave, the doors open to the bus, and I'm sitting right there, and all of a sudden this lady just had leprosy all over a big part of her body. I'd never seen anything like that in my life. And the first just normal reaction is to withdraw. Jesus reached out and touched lepers. He touched them. Demoniacs that nobody else could have anything to do with. Living in the tombs. 
cutting himself with, with, with stones, crying out. <laughs> and Jesus changed his life. The most outcast and ostracized people in that society. But now you flip the coin around and, li- and see this about Jesus. You study his life. A Pharisee on more than one occasion would invite him to a dinner at his house. And Jesus went. Self-righteous Pharisee. And Jesus went. Remember on one occasion, a woman who had lived a sinful life in that town, everybody knew. Everybody knew. I don't know if she was a prostitute, but everybody knew she had lived a sinful life. She comes in, breaks into this dinner at this Pharisee's house, wetting Jesus' feet with her hair and uh, tears and wiping them with her hair. And what does the Pharisee think? If this man were a prophet, he wouldn't let her do that. He'd know what kind of woman she is. But the point is this, Jesus loved the Pharisee just as much as he loved the woman. There's no partiality. He'd go to the home of Pharisee just as fast as he would minister to a woman that had a sinful reputation in the town. Because there's no favoritism in his nature. That's why James starts out. That's why he opens this text uh, by saying, verse 1, My brothers, as believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, don't show favoritism. Because if you show favoritism, you misrepresent your Savior. Now, look, let me tell you something. Let me let you in on something. When I stand up here on this stage behind this pulpit and I teach a message, especially a message like this, you better know something. God's God's already spoken to me before he speaks to you. And I haven't arrived here. I want to be more like Jesus. I'm not there. There's some people even there's some people even in this church. I was so convicted. Some people even in this church, when I see them coming, I want to go the other way. Certain people I like to hang out with, and other people I, I don't like to hang out with. And don't miss the point. Don't miss the point. Person's education, economic status, looks. Wardrobe, social relationships, job, fame, prestige, earthly honor, all these collectively and individually mean nothing to God, mean nothing. On the way back from Dallas yesterday, we were getting ready to get on the plane, and I had been studying and preparing for the message. I needed a break. You know, sometimes you just got to get away from that, and I bought a USA Today, and uh, on the front page, what caught my eye, first article I read is a picture of a guy, and I didn't... I don't have it on the PowerPoint or anything, but here's how it opens up. Six years have passed since a roadside bomb set Ronnie Tony Porta on fire in Iraq when he was 20. And he's still trying to find his way home. Let me just read you sections of the article. There was no accident that I'm reading this article and studying James chapter 2. Porter was scorched across his face and all four limbs and places the fire burned through to muscle and bone. His right arm was amputated at the shoulder joint. He quite literally lost his face and underwent 128 surgeries, mostly, and rebuilt along with burned flesh on his left arm, both legs. It was about four months, listen to this, it was about four months after the explosion before he ever looked in the mirror. And he looked in the mirror and here's a quote. I couldn't see myself. I thought, who's going to love me now? 
If you saw his picture, he looks like he looks like a monster. He'd scare little kids. But I continue to read. Friends marvel at how people miss the person beneath the ravaged skin. One quote, once he starts talking to you, his scars disappear, and you do see and feel the person of Tony Porta, says James Williams, a physician assistant at Brook Army Hospital. He's just a remarkable guy and very brave. Another friend says he's handsome on the inside. There's not a kinder, more faithful, loving young man than Ronnie Porta. What I kept coming back to and I underlined was the one statement. Friends marvel at how people miss the person beneath the ravaged skin. I am so thankful, as I know you are. God doesn't treat me based on what I look like, based on how influential I am, based on how rich I am. That's not the way God deals with people. He looks beyond that. He looks beyond that. So here's our challenge. Here's my challenge. If you really keep the royal law found in Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you're doing excellent. Excellent. Let me take you quickly to Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22, again, if you don't want to turn there, you can just listen. Verse 34, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law. This is a guy that knew his Bible. He tested, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. In essence, understand what I'm saying. You could just strike out the last five of the Ten Commandments as long as you're keeping these first two. You keep these first two, then the last five, well, you keep the, love the, the Lord your God and then love your neighbor as yourself, then you're not going to kill them. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. You're not going to steal from them. Thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor. You're not going to lie. You're not going to covet your neighbor's house or wife or, or Mercedes or clothes or anything like that. If you keep these, because this is the royal law, that's my challenge. That's your challenge. That's all we have time for on today's edition of The Living Word. There's more to learn from the book of James, so we hope you'll join us again. Pastor Danny Hodges leads and serves the Lord as pastor of Calvary Chapel Fellowship, and each new edition of The Living Word that you hear is from one of his messages given to the congregation. If you're in the St. Petersburg area, we want to invite you to join us at Calvary Chapel Fellowship. Come just as you are for a time of worship, fellowship, and studying the Bible on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. You'll be able to find directions at our website, ccfstpete.church. If you're not in the area, you can still join us virtually through our live stream. 
You'll find a link at the top of the page at ccfstpete.church. Is there anything that we can be praying about for you? If so, please email us at info at ccfstpete.church. We love that we can do this for our listeners, and we'd be happy to answer any questions you have to the best of our ability. Would you also pray for us? Please pray for Pastor Danny as he continues to share the Word of God, and for the listeners who, like you, are tuning in to hear truth and love. Pray for protection and for open hearts. Thanks for praying, and thanks for tuning in to The Living Word.